Today is the 14th day of March. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today around the global campfire. And I got my steamy cup of wind farm coffee here to my left. That's what I was in the middle of doing when I turned the mic on, so sorry about that. But what I have before me is our next step forward. And that next step will lead us back into the book of Numbers. The children of Israel have turned away from the promised land and are wandering in the wilderness at this point, but it's a lot of people and it's disrupting all of the nations around them, as we will soon see. Numbers, chapters 21, verse 1 through 22, verse 20 today. When the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negeb, heard that Israel was coming by way of Atharim, he fought against Israel and took some of them captive. Then Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed give this people into our hands, then we will utterly destroy their towns. The Lord listened to the voice of Israel and handed over the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their towns. So the place was called Horma. From Mount Hor they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people became discouraged on the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole, and whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. The Israelites set out and camped in Obot. They set out from Obot and camped at Lai Abarim, in the wilderness bordering Moab toward the sunrise. From there they set out and camped in the Wadi Zered. From there they set out and camped on the other side of the Arnon, in the wilderness that extends from the boundary of the Amorites for the Arnon is the boundary of Moab, between Moab and the Amorites. Wherefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, Wahib in Sufa and the Wadis, the Arnon and the slopes of the Wadis that extend to the seat of Ar and lie along the border of Moab. From there they continued to Beer, that is the well of which the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together, and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song. Spring up, O well. Sing to it. The well that the leaders sank, that the nobles of the people dug with the scepter 
with the staff. From the wilderness to Matana, from Matana to Nahalayal, from Nahalayal to Bamot, and from Bamot to the valley lying in the region of Moab by the top of Pisgah that overlooks the wasteland. Then Israel sent messengers to King Sion of the Amorites, saying, Let me pass through your land. We will not turn aside into field or vineyard. We will not drink the water of any well. We will go by the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. But Sion would not allow Israel to pass through his territory. Sion gathered all his people together and went out against Israel to the wilderness. He came to Jahaz and fought against Israel. Israel put him to the sword and took possession of his land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, as far as to the Ammonites, for the boundary of the Ammonites was strong. Israel took all these towns, and Israel settled in all the towns of the Amorites, in Heshbon, and in all its villages. For Heshbon was the city of King Sion of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab and captured all his land as far as the Arnon. Therefore the singers say, Come to Heshbon, let it be built. Let the city of Sion be established. For fire came out from Heshbon, flame from the city of Sion. It devoured Ar of Moab and swallowed up the heights of the Arnon. Woe to you, O Moab! You are undone, O people of Chemosh! He has made his sons fugitives and his daughters captives to an Amorite king, Sion. So their posterity perished from Heshbon to Dibon, and we laid waste until fire spread to Mediba. Thus Israel settled in the land of the Amorites. Moses sent to spy out Jazer, and they captured its villages and dispossessed the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up the road to Bashan, and King Og of Bashan came out against them, he and all his people, to battle at Edrai. But the Lord said to Moses, Do not be afraid of him, for I have given him into your hand with all his people and his land. You shall do to him as you did to King Sion of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So they killed him, his sons, and all his people until there was no survivor left, and they took possession of his land. The Israelites set out and camped in the plains of Moab across the Jordan from Jericho. Now Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. Moab was in great dread of the people because they were so numerous. Moab was overcome with fear of the Israelites. And Moab said to the elders of Midian, This horde will now lick up all that is around us, as an ox licks up the grass of the field. Now Balak, son of Zippor, was king of Moab at that time. He sent messengers to Balaam, son of Beor, at Pitor, which is on the Euphrates in the land of Ammah, to summon him, saying, a people has come out of Egypt. They have spread over the face of the earth and they have settled next to me. Come now, 
curse this people for me, since they are stronger than I. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them from the land. For I know that whomever you bless is blessed, and whomever you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the fees for divination in their hand. And they came to Balaam and gave him Balak's message. He said to them, Stay here tonight, and I will bring back word to you just as the Lord speaks to me. So the officials of Moab stayed with Balaam. God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? Balaam said to God, King Balak, son of Zippor, of Moab, has sent me this message. Look, a people has come out of Egypt and has spread over the face of the earth. Now come, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to fight against them and drive them out. God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the officials of Balak, Go to your own land, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the officials of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Once again, Balak sent officials, more numerous and more distinguished than these. They came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak, son of Zippor, Do not let anything hinder you from coming to me, for I will surely do you great honor, and whatever you say to me I will do. Come, curse this people for me. But Balaam replied to the servants of Balak, Although Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the command of the Lord my God to do less or more. You also stay here overnight so that I may learn what more the Lord may say to me. That night God came to Balaam and said to him, If the men have come to summon you, get up and go with them, but do only what I tell you to do. Luke 1, 26-56 In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, 
since I am a virgin. The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me and holy is his name. Indeed, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his child Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. Psalm 57 Praise and assurance under persecution. To the leader, do not destroy. Of David, a mictum when he fled from Saul in the cave. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge until the destroying storms pass by. I cry to God Most High, to God who fulfills His purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame those who trample on me. Selah. God will send forth His steadfast love and His faithfulness. 
I lie down among lions that greedily devour human prey. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongues sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. Selah. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Proverbs 11, 9 through 11. With their mouths, the godless would destroy their neighbors. But by knowledge, the righteous are delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there is jubilation. By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. But it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Okay, so in the book of Numbers, we have a story being set up here. The children of Israel are moving around in the wilderness. They're kind of in the no man's land and nobody will let them pass through. So they're stuck until they get attacked and win. And then they win some territory. So they have this base of operations. But that happens to be next to Moab. And the Moabite king Balak is starting to freak out. And so he sends for a person named Balaam to come and curse Israel. And so we're just kind of getting that story set up. But the last words in our reading from the book of Numbers today are the imperative ones in this story. God tells Balaam, who has been summoned to curse Israel, do only what I tell you to do. And we will see more of this story unfold tomorrow. Then we flip over into the Gospel of Luke and we see an annunciation, an angelic visitation by the angel Gabriel who was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, according to the Gospel of Luke. And he was sent to a girl named Mary. And he told Mary that she would be with child and give birth to a son that was to be named Jesus and that he would reign over the house of Jacob forever and that his kingdom would have no end. Mary's ultimate response to the angelic visitation was, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. 
Interestingly, though, because we're just, we're in chapter one of the Gospel of Luke, so we're just getting going. We met a man named Zechariah as we began Luke, and he was a priest, and his wife Elizabeth had no children. They were barren, and they were old, and they were righteous. Very, very much parallel between Abraham and Sarah, who were old and righteous, but barren. And Zechariah receives an angelic visitation. And it's a pretty poignant one because it's Zechariah's turn to serve in the temple. This is like a rotating duty, and it's his turn to be in the temple burning incense before the Lord when he receives this angelic visitation. So he is in the temple of the Most High God receiving an angelic visitation that tells him he's going to have a son and that this son is to be named John. So what we have here are two annunciations. The angel Gabriel gave two announcements about forthcoming children. One in the temple of the Most High God to Zechariah, who would be the father of John, who would come to be known as John the Baptist, the other to a maiden in Nazareth named Mary, who is told she will become the mother of God, and she is to name her baby Jesus. The thing that makes this kind of interesting is the responses to the angelic visitation. John, the priest, a priest of the Most High God, is in the temple of the Most High God, burning incense when he receives an angelic visitation from the Most High God, telling him that he will be a father and he should name his son John. His response to this announcement was, how can I know that this will happen? For I am an old man and my wife is getting on in years. The result of that statement was that Zechariah was no longer able to speak until the child was born and named. On the other hand, same angel, different town, Mary is visited and her response to the announcement is, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. These are very different responses to very similar announcements because they reveal different postures. And so the scriptures invite us to look at this and place ourselves in the story and look into our own hearts so we feel impressed by God of a direction, of a path forward. Let's even imagine that it is confirmed, maybe even by like an angelic visitation. This is happening to Zechariah and his response is, how can you prove to me that this is true? How can I know 
that this will happen because you're telling me something that's not possible. How can you prove it to me? What Mary was being told by Gabriel is even less possible than what Zechariah was being told. And Mary's response is, I, I don't know how this can be, but here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Both of these people who received angelic visitation were told things that were impossible, things that couldn't happen. The educated priest wanted proof and certainty. The lowly maiden wanted to be available to serve God, even if it was impossible, if she could. In both of the Annunciation, a son was born and John the Baptist and Jesus came into the world. It's just that Zechariah was struck dumb so that he couldn't say another word until the promise was fulfilled. And so where do we land in this story? Are we the person that's like, I'm going to need some certainty can you show me something that would give me confidence and proof that this is real? The other posture is, I don't understand what I'm being told here. I don't understand what's being revealed, but I am a vessel. I am the Lord's servant. Let it be done as you say. The Gospel of Luke is giving us an opportunity to check in with our own hearts And so, Jesus, we invite you into that as we check in and just consider the stories here and the announcements here and the responses to those announcements and just consider where we would fall in that. Would we be Zechariah, who imitates so much of the story of the children of Israel as we're going through it right now? Or Mary, a person with eyes to see that Things are going on beyond our understanding and that if you are in it, nothing is impossible. Holy Spirit, come help us locate our hearts in this and may they begin to move in trust and utter dependence on you. We pray this in your beautiful name, name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is where you find out what is going on around here, but I do have something to tell you that's going on around here, so I'm just going to tell you, because you won't find it at DailyAudioBible.com. I think I'm the last one. I think I'm the last one to to say this. I've been waiting to make sure. I didn't want to jump any guns. So it has been... It has been told here in the Hardin clan, here around our family, that expansion is, is ongoing, is continuing, and that we would, would be able to be adding another member to the family yet this year. And this announcement 
came from our daughter, China, and her husband, Ben, who are expecting their second child. They have a daughter named Reagan, who we are smitten with, very smitten with, and love very much, and she will turn two uh, next month. And this new little one is due to arrive, we believe, in October. And so uh, certainly want to bring that to the community here so we can jump up and, joy- and rejoice together. China grew up, like she grew up on the sh- under the shadow of the daily audio Bible. That's the thing, like she's been a part of this since she was 10 years old. And so... Um, yeah, so more, more more life than not has been spent um, around the community here and through all of the travels over all of the years to all of the places all over the world. And she pioneered Daily Eddie Bible Kids and grew all the way through that into Daily Eddie Bible Chronological with her mom. So certainly very proud of her, certainly excited to rejoice about a new grandchild. And uh, simply letting you know and just asking you to pray over her pregnancy as she continues to read through Chronological and continues to do all of the, the work that's involved there as well as the work of being a mom of a toddler, which is a lot of work. And then the work in her body of, of nurturing and giving life to another life that will come into this world and so thank you for your prayers over that. But I just wanted to let you know. Ah, we have another daily audio baby coming this year. And we'll be excited to uh, keep you informed about all of the progress along the way. But thank you for your prayers. And if you have a, a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here. Right here. Tomorrow. Hello, DAB family. This is Brody, your brother in Christ, calling in today to... Lift up David from Kansas in prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for David. And I pray that you can bless him in his efforts to serve you, Lord, in Children's Church and Awanas. Lord, I pray that he can be motivated to continue to serve you, even though he has this brain injury, Lord. I pray that you can help him to remember your promises, Lord how you love him and are with him always, and to not be afraid, Lord. I pray that you can heal him of this injury, Lord, and if it is your will, Lord, work through him to continue to bless other people. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother, I'd just like to encourage you. I can understand having moments of fear where you seem to forget everything you've read and the promises you know that that God has given to us but 
Uh, one verse that's very near and dear to my heart is Psalms 56, verses 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God tells us that we aren't supposed to have a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and of self-control and of power. Brother, I hope you're encouraged today and I hope you can continue to remember that you have the Holy Spirit with you at all times and that ultimately God is using you and everything that you're going through to bless other people. Goodbye. Hello, DAB. I am a first-time caller. I've been listening to DAB for the last couple of years, but this year I've been committed to listening to it every day, and it truly is my oxygen in each day. And I really appreciate this ministry. Um, I could use some help. My name is Christy, and I need to go to the psych ward and pick up my son. He has been in for about a week, and we know there's some issues. He's an adult son, so all I can do is be there for him. Pray that I have strength to be solid for him and to not be pushy when I need to let stand back. But my, and he's not following the Lord. Um, he's really following deconstructionism, and so he's he doesn't have that to lean on. And this last year has been a bad year for him. He's made a lot of poor choices. So one of my prayers is that he would, we would be able to get him a full psych eval and help him to get back on the feet and understand what his challenges are instead of feeling shamed by them. Um, we love our son, but we also know that he, he can't continue on the way it is and he needs some help. So pray for me to be strong for him and that Jesus would just reveal himself to him in a way that he cannot deny and he can embrace. Thank you. Good evening, family. I wanted to tell you about something that happened the other day. We had a thunderstorm here where I live in the early hours of the morning before it was light outside. I was up getting ready for work and there was a particularly bright flash of lightning. And when I went back through the house, after that flash of lightning, I found uh, one of our small solar lamps was lit, and it had been dark when I got up. Apparently, the flash of lightning was bright enough to power that solar lantern for a couple of minutes. And I got to thinking, when the light of Jesus is shining through your life, no matter how brief your contact is with someone who's swallowed in darkness, even a brief flash of the love of God in your, in your life, a smile, um, a pat on the back, a cheerful good morning, even the slightest touch of the light of God on someone's life can be enough to illuminate their darkness. So go out there and be the light. This is Hands to Heaven. God bless you all. Hi, Deb family. This is Minnesota Ruka Gina. 
Have not called in a while, but I just want to let you know that I love this community. I love this family, and I thank you so much for all of the prayers and the answered prayers that have been. I've told you in the past about my son who struggled with alcohol and drug issues, and he's been in prison for off and on for the last 13 years and uh, hasn't been to Minnesota back in 13 years because of his addiction and and, uh, jail time. But he is actually getting out. We've gotten the okay and authorization to bring him back to Minnesota. So on Monday the 13th, he's actually going to, my husband's going to pick him up and he's going to be living with us to begin to kind of get back on his feet. So I just ask for prayer. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for Brian and this platform and this amazing community and family that is all over the world and how we stand unified. So Father, I just ask that you be with my husband as he leaves on Sunday to go pick up our son, Lord. The name Aruka means to restore and renew. So Lord, I pray that you stir up a restoring and a renewing and Tori's heart and in any of us that struggle with children in the this community that struggle with issues and bondages. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this renewing begin to happen here and today in all of these people's lives. And we just give you the glory. I pray for protection upon this family in this transition. Lord, help us to be able to stay strong in you and to be able to be a strong example for Tori's life, giving you the glory and the honor. Hello, DAB family. This is Widespread Jesus out of Omaha, Nebraska. It's been since November since I called, and I just want to say God is good. I asked for prayer for my niece, Chloe, and she had some breakthrough in her living arrangements and her work. Um, She had a recent surgery, and she's recovering well. And I just thank you for the prayers for her. Praise God. I also, my job situation, I formally transitioned on February 1st. It's been tough, but it's going well, and it's getting better each day. Thank you for the prayers for making that transition in my career. And then also an update on Nick, her friend. Um, He is out of the hospital, praise God, but he's still struggling. He has some bed sores and such that need to be healed, and... He's waiting for a liver transplant, but he's still fighting. And we just thank you for the prayers and continued prayers for breakthrough and that he can be fully healed in Jesus' name. What prompted me to call today is I'm three months out from my wedding to marry my bride. I'm so excited, and we are both excited, but there's just a lot of stress that's coming up, a lot of anxiety with all the wedding planning, and just seems like our communication skills are lacking where we can talk through things and we get in some frustrations and uh, it just discourages us from the whole wedding planning. And we know this is God's will for us to be together and we just wanna pray for uh, peace and comfort through this process, pray for unity um, that we can come together in over the next three months and uh, just have excitement and joy Um, about our upcoming wedding. And we pray against any attacks from the enemy, Lord. I just pray that you can lift up us over the next three months as we approach our wedding day. Thank you, DAB family. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Amen.